0: sci-fi star trek star wars space and time multiverse comic books cosplay rpgs in the not too distant past nerd and geek interests had no bearing in mainstream pop culture but now it is a culture maybe it's because of the legions of loyal fans who carry the torch long past the run of a television show or a theatrical run of a movie maybe marketers began to pay attention to the wallets attached to the fans and began to craft something from a lot of feedback from these folks in any event Nerd culture shaped the culture that's today and gave the greater world some of its greatest cultural and technological treasures that inspired a generation. Think on this and formulate some thoughts of your own as we launch out into the loop and discuss the rise of nerd culture on Curiosity Continuum.
1: Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world. We want to do this by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics.
0: We want to help people connect the dots. So to start that, if you want to go on the web, the worldwide web, thank you, Al Gore, (laughs) www.curiositycontinuum.com. And you can listen to us, you can have all the links you need to follow us on social media, and please interact and rate with us. Had some great feedback from a 14 year old listener and said uh, really was helping him uh, think through some of the things of his generation to do that. And it was actually his dad that helped him kind of say, hey, I want you to listen to this. And so it's actually given them some good conversational currency between father and son.
1: Yeah, and that's great. Brian and I both love hearing that. And that's our whole goal here. We want you guys to reach out to other people To get them involved and, and, you know, listen to them and then have a conversation with them so that you can interact with us and mainly interact with yourselves. So today's topic is
0: what is nerd culture? And it's more than just sci-fi. But let's rewind the clock a little bit, probably till about 1980s or so. Okay. And um, there's a little bit of it when, when, I guess, the original series of Star Trek came out in the 60s. That show actually went off the air. How many seasons was that, Josh? Three. Okay, there so three seasons. Yep. And then... 69 episodes. He knows this stuff. Yes. <laughs> so that went off the air. But then there was, you know, the things that you saw there, like you look at the communicators of that time. There was a generation that loved the science fiction aspect yeah. of it.
1: I mean, they had a view screen. That was FaceTime.
0: Yeah. The communicators that turned to the first flip cell phones.
1: Yeah. And the tricorders became... What, they you know, had computer disks, the three-and-a-half floppies yeah. that they would put in, you know, and so... So, like, I mean, that was, you know, the starts of it, really. I mean, it was started way back. I mean, way back. I mean, even Isaac Asimov or, I would even go back even farther and say that, uh, you know, Galileo and all them, I mean, they were nerds. They were nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they just... They were not, like, beloved in their time. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, they became beloved. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: they had... What they had was this idea where sometimes these were like the innovators, and they were creative in a different way. Right. You know, not the artist up on a hill or something doing that, but these are folks that like say, what if you could do this? And they were pushing the envelope of what they did. I think when you got into the the 20th century and these ideas became more prevalent to like most other people, you know, expose other folks that, yeah, it's not just in a lab or somewhere like in a government facility where it's all happening. You have people.
1: Real people that you know or
0: Or young children being yeah. exposed it for the first time to go oh, what if we could do that, you know? And I I have to wonder out loud too how much like the space race and everything kind of informed that as far as sure. people's desire to like what can human beings
1: do? Sure. And unfortunately, Brian and I Brian and I were not alive during that time in the '60s, so we are old, but we're not that old. But we and people um, that are. That yeah, old. yeah. Our parents, mom and dad, you guys. Um, <laughs> so, but um, yeah. So I mean. These are the types of people, you know, that are in this like technological industry that, you know, they started out watching this stuff. I mean, watching Star Trek, you know, if you were like a kid in 1966, when Star Trek first came on, that must have really inspired you if you were fantastic, you know, you wanted to look up into stars and think about something.
0: Yeah. And you had television and, and such where you had this medium where you could put that out there again to like the general public and everything. The, the folks that watched it them, it's like, what if I could do this? What if I could do that? And as technology, I think, continued, it allowed those folks, as we became more and more reliant on technology, mm-hmm. to be able to go, oh, so now it's been integrated into how the world works. And so now what happens is that the folks who maybe would always be in a, in a quiet laboratory or something are now doing things that are majorly inflecting what we do in business and life in general. And that that power shift was really important about what became – to the fore of everything
1: sure i mean these are the type of people that i mean really in reality i mean let's just let's just say it these people were probably ostracized when they were younger they were probably not like you know the in the innovators the people that were like thinking of stuff that just didn't exist and everybody's like you know what you can't that's not that's not that's not going to happen these critical thinkers these people that think like this are not cut from the same cloth as everyone else so they think like 10 15 20 years ahead yeah and that's needed in a society
0: what it also did too is if they couldn't voice something i think the the visual mediums or or other things that you could attach to it's like oh yeah that's what i'm talking about that's how i'm feeling right and people have done that with art for centuries it's just now what are the things that are coming in it wasn't like right
1: because tech is so new
0: right right it was almost like a new if I dare to say almost like a new art form sure, where people kind of glommed, glommed onto it to say, like, that, here's the masters of, of painting sculpture, whatever it is. They can yeah. look at that and go, yeah, I totally identify with that. And I think other people would, but it's like to understand tech, you have to have a certain mindset in the first place. You know, like you can't really have a logical places in a computer program. It doesn't work.
1: Right. We're talking about tech and how that, you know, that rise of nerd culture, that rise of all that stuff kind of like you fed into this, Almost like impossible vision of the future. We're, we want to be a little bit introspective here. We want to kind of like look back just a little bit. So when we were in school, let's just go back there. Okay. So we'll kind of date ourselves a little bit. We'll say we were in school in the 90s, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> mostly. Uh, late 80s, early 90s. Brian and I met ourselves in like about 87. So 88, 89, somewhere around there. How was it back then when you when you liked technology and all that kind of stuff, right? You were actually one of the main
0: proponents of bring, dragging me into that <laughs> I know, world. I know. But how was you it know? when
1: I did that to you?
0: <laughs> I enjoyed it, actually, because it was like, oh, this is kind of fun and entertaining. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I loved reading. And so I was reading right. Isaac Asimov and other great science fiction reader, or writers at the time. And then when I, I watched Star Wars, but like when sure. Star Trek came in, I kind of started paying more attention to it. I started to read the books. I started to kind of understand, because you had some books say, hey, this is." A, I'm reading a Star Trek book, because we always have reading time in class. Right, right. You know? And it's like, there's very few people
1: that was were actually watching Star Trek in the school. There were some. Yeah, there were some. I mean, I think, uh, honestly, like like Brian said, there's very few people. In the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, if you were kind of into this stuff, this was kind of like ostracized from, from the mainstream technology, or the mainstream society, I should say. So you were kind of, you were almost looked at like, and not in a favorable way. You were you were treated kind of like garbage by a lot of your peers. You were just like, you know, hey, uh, yeah, you know, this person like not like garbage, but you know, like,
0: well, a lot of I think a lot of the folks who who liked they just didn't this. understand you. And I think too, those those uh, like particular shows or particular books or whatever like that were to people who weren't necessarily like like the super athletes. Right, they weren't like maybe like the super popular group, right? You know, as much as like school breaks you up and like here's the clicks that go around. You know, like they all kind of liked they liked sports, they liked whatever like that. At least in the school that we went to, sure. And so like I wasn't ever a super athlete, no, and, and no. Josh wasn't either. And no, so, I mean
1: if you look at me today, you will know I'm not a super athlete.
0: <laughs> and yet Josh was picked before me, and everything. Like, <laughs> you know, I was that guy at the very end. To go, oh,
1: crap! You know, yeah, like, Brian, come on. Brian, I guess we'll take you. We'll take you now. I mean, that's just kind of like where we're coming from. So when we see this rise of this, like everyone, I mean, everyone, what was it? Probably about the late, I I don't even think late 90s. I'm thinking about early 2000s when yeah. this really started kind of like coming into collective consciousness. Because we held on. Right. But I mean, like not with just us, but with everybody. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Around 2002, three, four, something like that? I think when we hit the postmodern era-
0: there were things that were drudged into it sure. that continued. Like even now, that even not nerd. Well, I guess some nerd culture things. It was like our generation that our children now are going like, oh hey, I like the same things. It's like you like that same thing, right? Like my son and I have like way the same common interests of, it's a different generation of it, but it's like Legos, Transformers, you know, science fiction kind of things. Like we like it together, right? And I think right. it's because it's persisted enough. And because I think the fans were so dedicated to it, and it's like it's like uh,
1: accepted. Yeah, it's an accepted form of like expression now.
0: The longevity I think has a lot to do with it though, because if you have some, hey, here's a show comes and goes, that's good, good stuff. Right. Or it's like, hey, here's this thing, and especially I think when, for folks who identify with nerd culture, they're really held on. Like this is something I can hang on to I feel I really relate to it right and so it wasn't and they almost get protective of it yeah it wasn't yeah. like a like a transient thing like I'll let this go it's like right. no I really cherish this has helped me work through something or sure. whatever like that you know I think today now like I see Star Trek and, and and everybody wants to go see it you know it's a big yeah. blockbuster and stuff right like that. or Star Wars or yeah
1: now I mean especially with Disney I mean Disney has just ratcheted this out of the park absolutely they have yeah they have they've been very
0: masterful at saying like hey here's a group of how do we Grow that group, right? You know, and so with that too, I think because technology is such a part of everybody's daily life, you know, to imagine the future, sure, that's without, a technological.
1: With, without technology, would be like what?
0: <laughs> yeah, or you think about you know, we'll you start, we'll continue to Star Trek as example. So you have klingons and vulcans and Romulans. other other people uh, yeah other yeah. people other yeah. races other different, different combinations yeah yeah and now we live in a society that we are connected as a world and we're so diverse we realize that we're kind of living in another expression of like all the all the aliens and everything in the star trek universe almost were, were the way to bring in other things like when you had a, a
1: right like somebody that maybe not have your same view or same world view
0: yeah. Or having the same growing up. Right. I mean, the example even right. they had at that time in the original Star Trek, you had a Russian, you had you know, an Asian American, you had African American. Yep. And the African an American woman who was an officer. Yeah. On the bridge, which right. is a really important thing right. at that time. Yeah. You know? These ideas kind of pushed everything forward. And now we're living in that world where it's oh yeah, well, of course that is. But it was kind of imagined there first. Right. And so in a way, it inspired a certain group of folks to kind of keep pushing that forward. keep
1: pushing it. And maybe in that, they ex- they just kept doing it like to their children. And it just kind of helped, you know, let it go on.
0: Yeah. You also now, in the day of the internet, you have more memes. And you yeah. have other ways to communicate that's not verbal. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of Area 51 memes today. Because, you know. But yeah. But you're right. No, memes in general are yeah. like a huge way of expression. Well, so
0: if you didn't know how to talk well to people right back then you kind of were socially awkward now i wasn't i wasn't social i was shy for sure but i wasn't sure. socially awkward sure but when you could talk through another mechanism to help gather your thoughts it used to be like you had to write a book or write a paper yeah yeah but now it's short messaging it's text it's images and somebody said i couldn't maybe do that but this picture
1: captures well, that well a picture you know is a thousand words i know or probably more so they're saying quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. And it probably is. It is reality that a picture is worth more than words. So to me, it's not really that surprising that memes became a thing. That's true. I mean, when you think back on it. It became it became readily available for people to reuse. Right. And, it, and because of the technology, it's become easier for us just to say like, oh, we can just do this meme and then I can put these words on it. I mean, there's sites that do that. Yeah. Like meme generator and all that. You can just put any picture you want or they have a bunch. And yep. you can just put whatever words you want in there. Mm-hmm. I have this friend who works in tech. He does QA, QC for a
0: big company. Okay. And he said this. He goes, um, you know, when you work in tech, you are, when you realize, you be, the, let me start over. The people who work in like tech, and especially like we're talking about computer science and stuff like that. Right. They basically influence a world that doesn't revolve around them. He said when they realize that they either become helpful servants or petulant tyrants, Because they realize they have the power. And so the power dynamic has shifted. Sure. In that regard. Which is a very different thing for business. It's very different for every other walk of life.
1: I mean it's different for everybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've I've said it before, but you know, it actually happened. We took over, Brian. (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) And Google and Apple and Microsoft, they're all ours. (laughs) Yay. You know. Or no. Yeah, but I mean, there's other things that come with that. But yeah. It is pretty interesting. It is how that all happened, totally.
0: So I think the the place to to think about this is like think about what some of the popular things are today that are really more tech centric, or they might even be like fantastical things like comic books. Like, it, yeah, the Marvel universe. Oh my gosh, like my friend, <sighs> kept, like kept, or bleh, collected comic books, right? And it was wasn't ever like the thing, Mm-mm. but I actually walked into a comic book shop with my son the other day. Because he wanted to sell some of his Transformers. Yes, Transformers. I love me some Transformers. He wanted to get rid of some. And I asked him, I said, what, has the, what have the Marvel movies done for your business with Disney? Sure. He goes, it's completely changed it. Yeah. He goes, what well, used to be like, you know, good business. No, and it's great business. It's a super business. He, yeah. And he goes, we, I have people that would have never walked into my shop before are coming in. Because they like things like Stranger Things. They like sure. Marvel movies. They want to know what happened in the comic books. Because it opened up the world to them this other thing that had been there for a long long time right and now it's like people go oh now i want to bring that in and understand it because it's touched me in some way so i think with that josh might be good to put a a comment in the conversation i do too okay so until next time everybody uh this is brian and this is josh for curiosity continuum